Hello and welcome to Cavoith, the Natural Resources Wales Environment Podcast. My name is Matthew and I'm a Communications Officer working for NRW. We are in Bangor, North Wales in this episode, talking to local artist Manon Oust about her fascinating work to create a carbon storing sculpture informed by site research at Anglesey and Llyn Fens, both special areas of conservation. This work is in collaboration with experts from NRW's National Peatland Action Programme and is funded through Welsh Government to address both the climate and nature emergencies through peatland restoration. Welcome Manon Croesar. Thanks for inviting me to speak. Manon, before we talk about the project in more detail, it'd be great to get to know a little bit about you and your background as an artist. So could you give us a little bit of a bit of an introduction to yourself? Yes, of course. So I'm an artist and I usually make sculptures and site-specific installations, very often woven with ecological narratives. And um, I grew up on Anglesey. I went to Ysgolwchrad Bodetten and did an art foundation course at College Menai before studying architecture at Cambridge University. And straight after graduating, I moved to Berlin. Um, I wanted to focus on on my artwork. And I was there for 10 years, um, moving a lot back and forth between Wales and Berlin. And I loved kind of working in that urban environment, but also bringing um, ecological narratives into the work as well. And and still kind of staying true to, to the landscapes that I grew up in. Fantastic. And it sounds like you have been inspired by the landscapes that you've grown up in. Can you tell us a little bit about how those landscapes first caught your attention and where that led you? Yeah, definitely. I was, as a child, I was inspired by my immediate landscape. Um, I lived in a very small village called Pekanishog and a few fields away was a tine with Cromlech um, and a Neolithic site called Barcota de Gaures. So these incredible um, ancient sites full of history and really charged. And they were examples of people and communities living very closely with the land. And um, in my final dissertation, when I studied architecture, I actually wrote about Barcota de Gaures and did more research into it. And I compared the way those Neolithic builders made that site and constantly returned to it um, over hundreds of years and um, compared that to new build holiday homes that were in development in nearby Rosnaker and um, just exploring the kind of tensions inherent in that and how uh, we as contemporary people have lost that connection to nature and to landscape. Wow, that's absolutely fascinating. And then you, you took all that landscape and everything you'd, you'd sort of grown up with here and then you moved into a completely different environment to Berlin which is a very urban area how did that sort of inspire you from there really? Yeah I think I, I did bring elements of the landscape into those artworks even in an urban context and I think the most um, obvious example is um, a long-term installation on Rosa Luxemburgplatz right in the middle of Berlin which is a huge section of wall that's covered in Anglesey mussel shells. So I was working with Benjamin Walter, a German artist at the time, and we collected these mussel shells from the Menai Strait because they're, they're farmed sustainably, and we collected thousands of them and covered this wall in these Anglesey mussel shells. So it feels almost as though I've left a bit of home 
in the middle of Berlin. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Manon. This is a really interesting project you're working on. Are you able to give us an overview and tell us a bit more about it? Yes. So the project's called Sticky Sculptures and it's um, funded by the Arts Council of Wales. And um, I'll be working with you, so Natural Resources Wales, and also with a biocomposite centre at Bangor University. And um, the project's inspired by the Anglesey Fens, and I've been looking at how they function as carbon stores through the peat. So I've been looking much more closely at peat. So these landscapes are incredibly um, effective carbon stores, but they don't look very interesting. So they're kind of generally quite flat. You know, um, the landscape of North Wales is, is dramatic. We think of mountains and we think of dramatic coasts. Um, so the fans don't look very exciting, but you have to look much closer. And I've been trying to do that. So taking um, peat core samples, for example, and looking at the peat through um, microscopes and trying to get a sense of the materiality, also looking at mosses and the the plants that shouldn't be there. So um, a, a lot of the plants, for example, the Molinia grasses have to be cut back, otherwise they would take over and take the space away from the, the, the more interesting and, and rare plants which grow there. And I've also been learning a lot more about the, the Fenlands as well. For example, on Anglesey, they're, they're really special because of the geology. So the bedrock is limestone and, and that makes the water um, calcareous and that gives way to these in, in incredible plant species and um, creates a, a really unique environment. So I've just been trying to get my head around how these landscapes work um, and using that as a, as, a, as a starting point for inspiring these new sculptures. So you've, you, you've been looking at the land, you've been doing your research, and the next stage is you're looking into different materials to, to create this sculpture. Yeah, exactly. Um, recently in my work, I've been feeling limited by available sculptural materials. So, you know, traditional sculptural materials. And I've come to the point, I have to make my own. And I want these sculptures almost to be giving something back to the landscape, not just taking materials out, but giving something back. And um, so that's why I was intrigued by how peat functions. And hopefully through these new materials that I'm developing, the sculptures themselves will also be carbon storing. So that's the challenge. And that's where the biocomposites come in and their expertise in inventing new materials. Wow, that's 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 fantastic. So you're going to be coming up with a completely new material to make this sculpture, which is going to act in itself as a carbon store as well. That's the aim, yes. Wow, that's really that's really fantastic. And you you've you've talked about landscapes and the interaction with materials. This the interplay of art in this is to make these lands or these landscapes more accessible to the local community as well. Yeah, I think the local community have a long-standing relationship to these sites. So um, Natural Resources Wales have been working closely with nearby farmers to try and um, raise awareness of the importance of them because pollution from nearby 
um, agriculture has has degraded some of these sites. So um, this collaboration with local communities is is essential in in their recovery. And you're going to be working with some local schools as well. Yeah. So a lot of the initial research has taken place at Corspodelia, and the local school is a Skoltalun. And I know they're very keen to to learn more about their nearby Finland. So I'll be conducting these workshops over um, the month of March and April with them. And I hope to to bring their contribution into the creative outcome as well. Fantastic. And as this project develops and people are going to get more and more interested in in the work and and, and will want to follow your progress, I'm sure, because it's very fascinating. How can people see their work so the, the aim is to have a sculptural presentation at Corspodelia in the summer. And there'll also be an exhibition at Orel Brondanu and at the National Eisteddfod in August. So different aspects of, of the creative work will be shown in all of these venues. Fantastic. And how important is it for you to have people come, interact and, and get a sense of this art and the landscapes? I think a creative process like this can involve people in different ways and people connect with materials. I think it's a very direct way of experiencing um, the landscape and getting to know more about a site as well. So it will appeal to a range of audiences. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Brilliant. So Manon, you've brought something into the studio for us today. Could you explain what you've brought? Yeah, this is a tiny little glass um, container with a sample of biochar. So I've been working in the biocomposites lab um, this week and this is made from waste grasses, so molinia and um, other sedges. So before Christmas I went to the fens and the warden Emir Humphreys kindly kept these bags of, of, of waste grasses for me and I took them home and I, I let them to dry on the kitchen floor over the holidays and I was hoping to, to use this th- these waste plants to, to make something productive. So this is the first sample of this biochar that's been burnt um, through pyrolysis so um, without oxygen so that it stores, locks the carbon in. And we really didn't know if it would work or not, if it would just burn to ashes. But actually, it's, it's been quite a successful first try. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And, and it makes all, all this work and research worthwhile to see, to see some of these outcomes. So what we're getting there is a sneak peek of potentially what the material of the sculpture might be made out of. Yes, and it will be a, a, a kind of mix of different materials all all connecting to the site in some way fantastic and can you can you just give us uh, uh, an indication of where you are with the project now manon where, where, where are you now yeah this project has um different levels really so the the material research which is which is the the intense bit that i'm working on right now um so that involves site visits meeting the warden um meeting experts on site and then taking what I'm learning back into the laboratory 
and um, testing different materials, looking closely at them and trying different combinations to see what works. It's it's a lot of trial and error, but that's the really exciting bits um, because at the end of the day, I'm an artist and I'm not a, a scientist. I can I can be influenced by by science, but um, I work with materials and 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 experiment with with materials and see what fo- forms emerge. Well, it sounds like you've been very busy. So, with the carbon storing, it's difficult for people to see all the things that are happening underground. And, and this project, you're hoping to show people above ground what's happening underneath ground. Yeah, exactly. To make those processes more visible. And, um, and open a discussion about it as well. So, for example, um, the biochar is, a, is an example of that. So the waste material from the site, which has to be cleared, um, is transformed into a, a productive material. And elements of this carbon storing will be in the sculpture above the ground. But also, one thing I'm, I'm really interested in is um, bog breathing, so this is a term that um, specialists are using to describe how water levels in a healthy bog is monitored. So in a healthy bog, you would have um, a kind of wave which monitors um, um, the wetter periods and the drier periods. And um, it's almost, yeah, it describes how the, the land um, breathes. And hopefully the sculpture will also connect to that um how that data is monitored. Manon, you've talked through this project and you've talked about lots of interesting aspects of it. And one of the aspects running through this whole project is peatland and the importance of peatland in um, tackling the climate and nature emergencies. Uh, Peatland is the most important land we have here in Wales in terms of carbon capture. And part of the work that the Welsh Government and Natural Resources Wales are doing is to raise awareness of that. And you've been looking into this in quite a lot of detail. What aspects of of the peatlands has really captured your attention? Well, peat forms really, really slowly. So it's one millimetre per year. So if you're looking at a a, a metre of um, depth in the ground, um, you're talking about a thousand years. So peat captures all of this history. It represents kind of deep time. Um, and it's a document of how humans have interacted with that landscape over that period as well. And it's really sticky stuff. And that's what inspires me. So um, you have the sphagnum mosses, which are like sponges. They, they grow and they capture all of this water. And as the plants die and start decaying, that whole process um, um, is slowed down and traps the carbon. So... Yeah, the, the, the sticky materiality, in a way, is, is what's inspiring me as an artist. And um, taking the peat samples out and, and, and looking more closely, you get a sense of what's underneath that ground, what's hidden behind the surface. So I'm hoping that um, audiences can be introduced to the secrets that the peat holds and, and and that's that's one of the key outcomes of this project, isn't it? Is is to get people to understand those processes that are going on under the ground and, and how important land like peatland that might on the surface not seem as interesting as the coast or the mountains, but is doing a very very important job in terms of the climate uh, emergency. Yeah, and I also think 
The Arts Council and Natural Resources Wales are, are working together um, very closely on a creative nature partnership and they're working towards a, a creative collaboration um, to make Wales more sustainable and working towards a net zero Wales and, and this all aligns with the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act. So projects like this um, connect directly to that, to that, to that mission of creating a sustainable Wales where we as a community value our landscape and live more closely attuned to it. As well as the multi-layers of Pete, there's also uh, the multi-layers of creativity. And Manon, not only are you uh, working in sculpture, you also work in other mediums as well. One of those is is poetry. And you've um, you've written a poem for us today to talk about this project. Yeah, because as, as I'm looking at the site more closely, um, the, the richness of language surrounding the sites also become more obvious, um, especially in the Welsh language. There's... Um, such a richness of names and terms surrounding the the Fenlands, and um, I've been I've been collecting the, these these words, and I write poetry in Welsh in the form of the Kanghaneth, which is the strict meter form, and here I've attempted to use the same rules but write in English. So here goes: raw weather for bog breathing deep down and soaked brown to bring that sticky peaty pattern near, taste that earthy return. Densely, all those hungry hues gather under the sundews and wade across the mosses and sow time just as it is. Amazing. Um, it, those words give a real... It puts some really strong images in your mind about the uh, landscapes that you're so inspired by and that you're working closely with. And I'm sure when people see the sculpture as well, that'll have a similar impact. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a fascinating um, insight into the work you've done and the work you were doing. I, for one, are looking forward to seeing this project develop. And there'll be listeners out there who want to keep in touch with how you're doing. Where can they go to get some extra information? I'll be regularly sharing images and um, how the work is progressing on Instagram and also on my website, manonhouse.com. So um, that's the best place to, to check it out. Deal, Manon. Deal.